guys and welcome back to Word of Truth. So in today's video, we are going to be talking about five ways to hear God's voice. So one question that I've been asked a lot of times actually is like, when you say God said, what do you mean? So in this video, we're going to talk about five of the main ways that God speaks to us or um, that God can speak to us. I mean, everybody expects God that if they're trying to hear God, then he has to speak from the sky, booming voice, I said turn left. But that's not really one of the main ways that God speaks to us. Um, there's actually other ways that God speaks as well. Um, so that's what we're going to look at in this video. So I'm going to start off by just sharing um, this video, not this video, this post that I posted on the 22nd of June 2016. So this is what I wrote. It was about um, God's voice. It says, the voice of the Lord is not one dimensional. It can be heard, felt and seen. It is his rhythm, his sound, his underlying tone. To hear his voice is to perceive him, to recognise him and to understand him. His voice is his unique print, pattern and presence, something only his sheep can comprehend. So the voice of the Lord is not one dimensional. So when we think of the voice of the Lord, we often just think that God speaks in one way. But the fact that it's not one dimensional, it's multidimensional. God speaks in many different ways. And that is literally what um, we're going to look at five of those ways in this video. So John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So that was Jesus talking. And in John 10 verse 5, he said, And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So as children of God, as believers in Jesus Christ, followers of Jesus Christ, Jesus says that if we are his sheep, that we know his voice. You know, that word know, it means to be intimately acquainted with. You know, it refers to us actually spending regular time with him to get to know him, just as you would would, would with any relate in any relationship. You know, when you spend a lot of time with somebody, you recognise their voice. So if you're in a crowd of people, I know people use this analogy all the time, but it's so true. If you're in a crowd of people and you hear, you know, your mum, your dad, your husband or your wife call you, then you will recognise them because you spent a lot of time with them. You know them. And so it's the same thing with God. For us to recognise his voice, we need to come to spend time with him. We need to be purposeful and diligent, knowing that as sheep, you know, our... We need to perfect our craft. We need to perfect our craft in being able to hear the voice of our master and be able to recognise the voice of our master. So it's not only hearing with physical ears, but hearing and seeing and recognising and perceiving with our spiritual eyes, ears, nose, nose, I'll say mouth, but recognising him in all the ways that he speaks. There might be certain ways that he speaks to you personally, more so, but recognising that God speaking is not just one way. God speaking is not only booming voice from the sky, but there are many other ways that he can speak to us and being able to see him and hear him in those. And to, you know, just like with any relationship, it means any relationship takes work. So if you want to recognise God's voice, then you need to make studying him your priority studying him getting to know him how does he speak what does his tone sound like you know and so yeah that is just kind of like an introduction just to see that god doesn't speak in one way and if we say that we are sheep we will know his voice we will recognize his voice we'll be able to perceive when he's speaking in any of the ways that he is speaking so the first way that we're going to look at that god, how god speaks to us is 
bum ba -dum, the Bible, <laughs> you know? Basically, this is like foundational because if you do not believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, then you cannot hear God any other way. That's actually just genuinely true. Like, if you do not believe who God says he is and everything he says about himself in the Bible, then forget about trying to hear him, you know, in all the other ways. Everyone wants to be able to hear him in all the other ways that we can hear him. But if you cannot first and foremost believe God at his word, believe God in a thing that he's already said, then forget about hearing him the other ways. Because if you don't believe, if for example, you're somebody who says, I believe this part of the Bible, but not other parts, then what voice are you following? Because the Bible is literally God's autobiography. So, you know, for example, he says, the scriptures say that it's impossible for God to lie. So if you don't believe the Bible is infallible, then you can, then the voice that you hear that doesn't come to pass and lies, you can still continue to say that that voice is God, but it can't be God because God cannot lie. So anything that God now says to you above, not above, but in addition to the word, for example, someone's going to phone you in five minutes, you hear God say that to you, but then someone doesn't phone in five minutes, then that voice was not God because God cannot lie. So it's learning that, what God says about himself in the Bible is literally your framework. Anything he says to you cannot go against scripture. The scriptures reveal God's character, his person, his principles that not only that we have to live by, but that he himself also lives by. So I'm going to just read a few um, scriptures. So 2 Timothy 3.16 says... All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I read verse 16 and 17. So the all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So this whole Bible is given by inspiration of God. Like I said, if you're somebody who says, I believe some parts, this part, but I think man wrote this part, man tampered with that part, then forget about trying to hear God any other way. The whole Bible is inspired by God. The whole Bible is the written word of God. So that is the first place that you have to start if you want to hear God's voice. Because everything he says, everything we see about God, his character, you cannot like God's grace, but you don't like his judgment. You cannot like God's love, but you don't like his holiness. You have to recognise that God is whole and the whole Bible reveals the whole person of God. You cannot have one part of him without the other. So his very essence is is we see we see it um within the scriptures um but this is our foundation block like i said it's not for us just to stop there everything he revealed in the scriptures for example the fact that the salvation the fact that we believe you know the bible says that without faith it's impossible to please god we have to believe in order to enter into a relationship with him and once we enter into a relationship with him we recognize that this bible helps us to understand and the, the the character of our of our God, and we put that into practice. You know, John five. In John five thirty nine, Jesus said, "You know, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me that you might have life." That's verse forty as well. So Jesus saying, 
you know, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have life, but you will not come to me. He was talking to the Pharisees. Basically, the Bible is not supposed to be we, that is it. Like, because you've got people who have read the Bible from cover to cover, but they do not have a relationship with God. So it does not just stop in you searching the scriptures. It's that you actually come to God. The whole point of the Bible is so that you will come to Jesus. So you will enter into a relationship with Jesus. So if the Bible tells you that, you know, it's by grace that we are saved through faith, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. There's no point in just seeing that and not putting it into practice. You actually now come to Jesus by doing the very thing that you believe by faith that the Bible tells you to do. So that is the first and foremost way to hear God is through the Bible. And that is your literally your compass, if you like. So next one, his still small voice. So now as a, ch as a, uh, a child of God, you know, Jesus has come to live on the inside of you. You have the spirit of God in you. You know, Jesus said that, you know, we will not leave you as orphans, that we will come and make our abode in you and so the God is inside of you so when we are always expecting God to speak from without it's kind of wrong because God actually now lives within so he can speak from within you and so the still small voice we get that term from first Kings 19 so I'm going to just read that quickly first Kings 19 verse 11 um so basically elijah god was this is god speaking to elijah and so or interacting with elijah and it says elijah was a prophet in old testament and it says and he said and god said go forth and stand upon the mount before the lord and behold the lord passed by and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the lord but the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, a still, small voice. Yeah? So, just like in the scripture, we are all expecting God to be in the fire and in the earthquake. But God was in the still, small voice. The still, small voice means that your that voice of God is inside of you. And so... We have to get our soul, you know, to a place of quietness, a place of stillness within us. Um, yeah, we need to learn to quiet our soul to be able to hear him. And it's it's allowing him to lead us in our day-to-day. -day. So that is like, you know, you wake up, good morning, Lord. You quiet your soul to be able to hear him respond to you. You know, good morning, my child. The Lord will respond to you. It's like you learn to practice hearing his still, small voice. And so, you know, Lord, what should I eat? You should have water. It's like those things that he impresses on your spirit. You know, you are a spirit with a soul who lives in a body. You know, you have your spirit and your spirit. When you get saved, your spirit, you're a new creation. Your spirit becomes one with the spirit of God. And so his spirit is inside of you. So it's like learning to hear his leading and allow him to lead you. So it's those things that he puts on your heart to do. Those things that he puts on your heart, um, you know, yes or no, the decisions to go and whatever he says like it's not going to go against the scripture so he's not going to now say to you go out and rob that person because that would go against scripture he will not now say to you you know yeah go and sleep with this this man or woman that's not your husband or wife because that would go against scripture so therefore you learn that like i said your the scriptures are your your boundaries you know your oh, i'm not good at the right word but you know it gives you your parameters and the holy ghost 
will guide you within that and learning to hear his still small voice is being able to learn to follow the leadings of the spirit and that takes practice and so like i said going back to the telephone example you know it comes on your heart someone's gonna phone you then literally your phone starts ringing and you, you go rah that must have been god and then the next time the same voice again still small voice within you you hear oh just phone this person you phone that person they'll be like oh you're just on my heart like I really wanted to tell you this. Or the Lord might say to you, okay, just something on your heart to just give somebody this. And they're like, oh my gosh, I really needed that. Thank you so much. That was so good. And it's a case of learning to let the Holy Spirit like guide you and lead you in, put those impressions on your spirit to do things or to say things or to, to, to receive things even. So that is a case of practice. But like I said, it will not go against the scriptures. Third way. Another third way that God um, can speak to us is through dreams, okay? So dreams is a massive category, which I could do a whole video on, on itself. I'm going to try and just um, give a little summary of how God can speak to you through dreams. Now, every person, human being, can dream. Not every dream is from God. Dreams can generally come from, I would say, four places. So it can be or four, four general types of dream, um, not types because um, categories let me say categories and then within those categories you have categories <laughs> again but um so they can be dreams that are from from god that's one we want to look at in this video very quickly not really can't go into that deep dreams that are from the enemy you know we do have a real enemy um dreams that come from your soul you know your your own your own lust your own desires your the things that you've watched you know, the things that you are, you know, those things that come from your own, your own fleshly mind, will and emotion, those things. And then the last one will say natural dreams. So like because of chemicals or hormones and that kind of stuff of your body, what you ate last night, <laughs> that sort of thing, like those dreams. But, you know, dreams from God, you know, God, for all throughout the Bible, we see that God speak to us through dreams. I'm gonna read um you know a scripture sorry for saying you know a lot a scripture quickly Acts two verse sixteen to eighteen says and this is what that and this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and it shall come to pass in the last days says God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and um, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. So in the scripture, it says that God was already foretold that he was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. You know, that's what happened. We see that on the day of Pentecost. This is what I'm reading for where Peter's quoting from Joel, who was a prophet from the Old Testament. And he was saying that God already promised that he was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh, which we've received those of us who are now coming to you know, the New Testament of God, we, um, the New Covenant of God, we have received that, that outpouring in terms of the Spirit, the, the Spirit has been poured out and we can receive dreams and visions. So I'm talking about dreams right at this moment. And so God can speak to us through dreams. Um, the first, there's different types of dreams from God. I'm not going to go into that so much in this video in terms of how to interpret your dream, but just to really get you to understand that, when God gives you, when God gives you a dream, it's like him giving you, so the language of the spirit is pictures. So a dream is pretty much 
um, God's the spirit speaks in pictures and symbols. Yeah. So when dream is obviously when you're sleeping and God giving you a message that is encoded in pictures and symbols, biblical pictures and symbols. So it's a case that means that it needs interpreting. And he when he gives you a dream, it's a personal like message to you that you can understand. Obviously, there's two types of um I mean, the dream, the dream can be for you or the dream could be for other people. Um, but in both, it's like he has used pictures and symbols to build a message. And for us to really understand that they're precious, that the word of God to us is precious. And so a lot of times people, dis we can discard what God has given to us. But I just want to encourage you that to first of all, recognize that well, God has given me is to recognize what's this dream from God, was it from my just starting off like, was this dream from just a natural game? I ate too many burgers last night. Or was this dream from my soul, my own fleshly desires? Was this dream from the enemy or was this dream from God? You know, and obviously dreams from God have a clear message in them. And you might not understand it yourself, but you can see that all the symbols in there, all the things that are occurring, you know, even the fact that the thing, things that you know that you couldn't know of your own self, for example. Though we're recognising that they are from God, like I said, this can be a whole video by itself, but getting to recognise, when it's a dream from God, to see it as precious and write it down. Write it down. Don't just say, oh, I had a dream and just go about your day. God is saying something to you. If you just discard it, you're going to miss what God is trying to tell you. So just learning to even write them down and begin to sit down with the Holy Ghost so you can go through and learn how to interpret your dream. And because he... So that you can receive the message you have for you. Your dream can literally change your life. can bring healing. They can change your destiny. Bring you on course. They can also reveal to you, you know, the future. A future for other people. So it's just such a powerful way that God speaks to us. And it's so, it's just to encourage you not to discard it. Um, number four, visions. So like dreams, visions again are the like using the same language of the spirit in pictures and symbols. But pretty much with dreams, different between dreams and visions generally is that dreams you're sleeping and visions you're awake. Even though you can have a vision within a dream as well. But generally speaking, visions are, you know, you're awake. And God, you know, there's different types of visions. So you can have a vision where the Lord gives you a picture or like a moving image or moving image. I said that. Um, with your mind's eye so this is where you you know like the the eye that you use for your imagination that 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 way of seeing like he uses that to show you something to impress an image on your to give you an image so you, it doesn't you you can still see but it can be like a picture literally just flashes in your mind's eye you see it and and you get the message of what goes so you're praying for somebody and a, and you get a a picture in your mind's eye um, or a, a moving image in your mind's eye. You know, that's one type of vision you can get. So you can have um, an open vision. That's like where the vision is now taking place all around you. So like you're now, I would say that you're natural, you're natural. So it's like the spiritual has now become open within the natural. And then the last one being like you having a vision where you are caught up into the vision so it's like you now go up to the heavenly as opposed to the heavenly being open to you or the spiritual being open to you around so those are different types of visions you know all of these ways are just to give you show you how god can speak to you different people have different ways of seeing like 
to be honest, I only had the visions I've only really had. Obviously, I've had night visions, like visions when I, I have. I've had a few, um quite a few visions in my when I'm sleeping vision and also my mind's eye vision. Not I've never had an open vision where I see the spiritual with my natural eyes in the physical. But I've I have friends who do see like that. So it just depends on how God speaks, just to help you to see different ways that He can speak to you. And number five, I'm gonna say other people. So that's a powerful way that God can speak to you through other people. So, you know, the same way they might have received the word in any of the ways that I'm explaining. But when God speaks to you, is speaking to you for other people, it's going to act as confirmation to you. So, you know, you might be watching a sermon and something that the preacher is saying literally just confirm that like, that's what God was talking to me about. Yes, God, that must be you. Or someone else can come to you and say, you know, I really feel the Lord is saying X, Y, Z. And again, yeah, that's confirmation. Thank you. You know, they can just... God might tell them to just message you a scripture and that scripture is confirmation of what God is speaking to you about already. They might have a dream about you. They might have a vision about you. But it's recognising that um, God will confirm anything that he says to you. So uh, Deuteronomy, well, I'm going to use 2 Corinthians 13. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 1, says... This uh, this is the third time I'm coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So I'm just going to leave that really with you. Just as you're learning to hear God's voice and how he speaks to you, I've given you five ways. You know, the Bible, still small voice, dreams, visions, and through other people. And just recognising that, let's say God says basically anything by the mouth of two or three witnesses, meaning God will confirm it to you by... Um, giving you confirmation to a second like a second thing to confirm or two other things to confirm so by two or three you will know whether god has said it or not just as you're learning to really um i mean sometimes it's like if god says turn left you need to know his voice like that mate to be able to turn left immediately but then once maybe it's a life decision and you you know there's something pressed on your heart to do and then you know um but then he might confirm it by giving someone else a dream or, you know, you'll listen to a sermon and that thing confirms it, whatever. But it's a case of, or even the circumstances, something happens or situation or doors just open up to you, which just confirms the thing that he already put on your heart to do. So just recognising that God will confirm for you. It won't be a case of like, how do I know this is God? Like it says by the mouth of two or three witnesses and just it's learning to be, to be patient and wait on God. Like he will confirm himself. He will, um, he knows, especially if you're waiting on him, that you want his will. So he will make himself known and not being afraid that you won't know when it's God, but learning that, okay, Lord, this is your principle. Like I said, in your Bible, in the word, this is your principle that by the mouth of two or three witnesses. So if you've spoken to me something personally, I'm going to wait for you to confirm this and not just run ahead when you don't know if that was God or not. So yeah, I hope that encourages you or just gives you a bit of, helps you to be able to see, perceive, know more how God speaks so that you can now be aware of when he, more sensitive to when he is speaking. And um, yeah, so I pray that blesses you in some way, shape or form. Um, yeah, love guys.